No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> Hey guys and gals, this is Smash Tower for Con Air Radio. We are back doing our first interview. <laughs> you know, I do so good where I just go, 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 and then all of a sudden there comes that blank look again. Well, we, we also had that interesting conversation right before this that we will not get into right now, but yes. <laughs> we would have. We could definitely extend another hour if <laughs> we can get back on those conversations. <laughs> but we have a special guest with us today. Introduce. Introduce yourself. So my yes. name is Cyborg T Rex. I'm a professional cosplayer. Um, I've been doing this professionally for um, since 2019. I'll say because I can't do math. Uh, <laughs> it's a long been time. a long time. A long time. Um, but I got my start in uh, doing children's parties. So basically, I like to say I was Elsa for five years. Um, <laughs> branched out to go do more of my own stuff, and now I. Um, make my own costumes and I how it goes with go to cons. Characters. Oh, for sure. <laughs> they start off at Disney and then they go off and do other things. Go off and do <laughs> brighter and better things yeah. than working for Disney. <laughs> Don't come after us, Disney. We're sorry. <laughs> so I wasn't Elsa. I wasn't. I was. I was uh, um, um, uh, the the Snow Queen <laughs> from Europe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're not going that way. That's not specific <laughs> at all, is it? No. Um, so viewers may ask, like, what what do you consider professional cosplayer? Um, a professional cosplayer, I really think that it has to do, a lot of people think that it has to do with um, making money or, like, this is your livelihood. And for a while, cosplay was my livelihood, and it ended up taking not all, but a lot of the joy out of being able to do it it was more about oh my gosh I have to make money or else I'm not going to be able to you know afford rent or like feed myself and so being able to take a step back and reevaluate it and remake it a hobby was really nice but I don't think that that ended up taking away the professionalism of which I approach it with and I think that's what separates people that are paid to do cosplay and professionals is really the way that you carry yourself and the way that you interact with fans, the way that you conduct yourself at conventions, and there really is a heightened level of professionalism, of just being very respectful, very understanding, as parents know that you're not weird, that your kids can come up to them, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, doing princesses and stuff like that. For sure, yeah. It's always questionable and stuff and I, I know like some of the superheroes in Zentai suits and stuff like that making sure they're wearing dancers belts or cups because properly suited up underneath yeah. costumes yeah. it's huge yeah. yeah so you have to make sure you know that you are family friendly for any kids age you know that they're not parents aren't going to be like uh. right yeah <laughs> pa- parents aren't going to shield their eyes and kind of carry you away from all of this yeah. and there really is something to be said about how you carry yourself, both 
in costume and just as an attendee of the event, there's something you can you can tell from what I've seen of other professionals. There's there's an air that you carry to yourself of yes. I know I know what I'm doing, I know that I'm trustworthy, and I know that I am a respected member of this community. Yeah. Oh, very true. <laughs> yeah, there's a you know I've been around the walk uh, with cosplay guesting, and I have seen a slew of different things, and I've had cons actually thank me after they're like you know we didn't have to worry about you going to your panels we knew exactly where you were at all times like you kept in contact with us with everything like you have been the easiest cosplay guest we've ever dealt with and I'm like I am sorry you've ever had to deal with otherwise right and I'm like I even just like ask for like little things and I feel like I'm being a pain and I'm just like Oh. <laughs> and that, that level of self-awareness, uh, to an extent, I mean, sometimes when you're like, I feel like I'm encroaching on someone's face all the time is definitely a negative. I think we can yeah. agree. But there is a level of that self-awareness that's so good when it comes to being someone who you get those kinds of reactions from. And you're like, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to keep in contact and I'm going to be responsible because if I was on the other end of this... I would worry, I would want to know, I'd want someone to reach out to me. And so it's thinking about like, put yourself in someone else's shoes yeah. and how to be more helpful if you were on the opposite side of it. Yeah, and like the professional side of it too is, you know, your, your cosplay name is your brand. Yes. And even though you don't wear a suit and tie kind of business, but it's still business right. at the end of the day. Yeah. So if you're just gonna be like, I'm just gonna drink and party and do whatever and not do what I, you know, was was expected, expected, expected and there. promised to do. Yeah. Yeah. Then you know, then it's like, okay, that to me is not. It's not professional. It's not. You're you're not treating it as a business. You're also not treating them as a con, as, as, a, a, business. as a business partner. You know. So it. So yeah. So there is that level of that you have to be professional. Yeah. <laughs> I spent a lot of time apologizing to Michael at Sabo because we were like yeah. even the slightest little. Hey, um, can you, yeah, uh, drive us back over to our hotel? And, oh yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah I'll get there. It's like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I mean, I don't want to keep like, taking you, you away. Do you mind if I get a couple waters for the booth, please? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a little basic stuff. Yeah, it's fine. whenever you have time. Yeah. Whatever you, it's, no, it's, no, it's no problem. It's no problem. Yeah, <laughs> we, don't hate me. <laughs> we had people coming in and out of our booth. One of our other co-hosts was doing other stuff. And so it kept coming in and out of the booth. So half the time when the, they came around to, to ask us what we wanted to eat or something along that line, it was like, oh, Cam's coming. Oops. <laughs> we for, totally forgot that he was going to be back by that time or, like, or something. Crap, like. I had two hours to think about what I wanted to ask this person who asked me what I wanted to eat, what I want. <laughs> yeah. And I did like, not oh. give it a single thought to it. <laughs> and I, I ended up giving uh, what we were going to have or what I was going to have to uh, Cam's wife. And then I was asking my wife to just eat half of what the, uh, she was going to eat. She evidently didn't hear the part of eating half of it, so she scarfs down her side, and I'm just like, <laughs> I need something to eat. <laughs> it's pretty sad when the guy that put all the camp, you know, the, the podcast stuff together, and it's like, I'd love to eat You're like, something. But I'm the actual guest. <laughs> Everyone like, else has got food. I'd, I'd love to have food. food I miss. Nice. I miss food. Yeah, they we don't just feed me here. <laughs> when we just hit the burger place over there, I do suggest they get a good burger. The food at Uwu, literally, I posted this on my Instagram. If you come to Uwu, 
for any reason, you have to come for the food. I get they've only been doing this for two years, but the food that they have here, both inside, that burger place is incredible, mm -hmm. but also like all of the really authentic Asian food that they have outside is literally the best. Unfortunately, I'm very picky, so pretty much that's the only place. Right, I'm right. It's just, it's just expensive <laughs> chicken wings and sodas for the whole weekend. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, no typical con food. That's a, that's a staple, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah I, notice, I, I bought nice a... They have like, the vendors out there with all the food, because uh, I know one of the owners is a chef, Yeah. so he knows a lot of people that have all those trucks that come out. So, you know, a lot of the cons... I know Taiyu does something like that, where they have trucks come out and stuff like that but there's not many cons that do right so it's nice to have options besides just what the location offers <laughs> yep and yeah. it's cool because it's kind of themed yeah so it's like you know this is an anime con it's, it's more of an asian convention and so we're gonna have more asian skewed food and this year they have chicago dogs which yeah. is so cool. Yeah. But then you can also, like, you can have a Chicago dog in one hand, and you can have, like, takoyaki in another hand, and you're just like, this is the weirdest combo, but it's so good. Yeah. I was saying, because the con is almost kind of like a mini food festival in itself. In its own way, it really is. I, so. I think more of, like, a potluck. potluck. Each, each truck's brought their own, their own dish, and you get to go out, and you get to sample a little bit of everyone's dishes. So when you go to yeah. a potluck, that's basically what you do. You go down the line, going out All for the a nice bit and of small price salad. of $200. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for $200, you get to sample everybody. I was planning on paying my mortgage today, but unfortunately, I went to con. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> it's exactly how it goes. You're like, I saw sure. these items that I really wanted, and I bought all these things, and like, oh yeah, I need to eat. Mm, yep. Uh, money. Backburner. That's it's. I don't need. I don't need to eat. I have shiny things. Yeah. Who needs to eat when you have serotonin? <laughs> my my wife says she's going to the grocery store, and we and she asked for a suggestion. I said ramen noodles. <laughs> That's all we can afford. But, you know, my my early my early uh, single life uh, meal plan was uh, spaghetti, butter, garlic, uh, and parmesan. And that was usually my main meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was every day that almost. <laughs> and still, I could upgrade really the Kraft macaroni I mean, and cheese. It's such a go-to, and if you if you know how to cook, if you know how to use yeah. stuff, it can really like just be used for literally anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome, you're welcome, here at right, here, here. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to our podcast where we talk about spaghetti. <laughs> We, we have done it again. We've ventured <laughs> off into another end of the universe. So, what cons have you attended? I actually yes. remember some well, of them. Besides, I, I know you were Game On, but <laughs> right, right, right. So we did we did run into each other at Game On um, this year. Um, I really kind of kept it um, kind of small. Um, I went to obviously Fan Fusion, um, and I was in that costume contest. So that's always a blast. Yeah, um, and. Um, I didn't place, um, but it was still great. It's always a great experience. Yeah. I, I know all the people that judge, and so it's just really enjoyable to kind of like win. The judging process can usually be really intimidating, yes. and so it's really nice when, when the, the people who are judging you are friends. So yeah. it's kind of like you know you have a better time explaining it when you when you know them and. Yeah. Yeah, last last year, I didn't know any of them when I competed, and I just went into it, and I'm like, just pretend like you're friends with them. 
and just move on from there. And it ended up going great. It, I mean, the judging process, I feel like, went smoothly. And it's always great because the people that judge these things are so open and helpful and yeah. they want you to get better because they've been in this industry for so long yep. and that they've competed for so many and years and they've competed as well so, yeah. yeah so it's great to be able to just be like hey i understand i didn't place congratulations yeah. to the people that did place i want to know how i can do better for next year because i really this is something i care about this is something i want to get better at and so you're able to go and talk to the judges and then yeah. give you pointers <laughs> and speaking of <laughs> like give you advice on how you can do better where you would have kind of stacked up in their final decision and so I ended up finding out that I was basically beaten by one person and the only thing that set me apart from her was that she had more hand stitching in her costume and her costume was incredible it was like Regency era Rapunzel oh. and she had like hand embroidered tassels going down oh the goodness. front of her dress and she had this giant gorgeous wig on and I mean it, it really 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 was incredible so yeah. like a hundred percent I will lose to that again and again and yeah. again and again because it was <laughs> so good but I'm able to take that kind of information and then put it into my next project yeah. to just be like okay so like you want to make sure that the stuff that's store-bought and the stuff that's like handcrafted are like e evenly proportioned yeah for what kind of competition you're in yeah yeah and then especially sometimes going in with those little details of the hand stitching or hand beating and you know I've seen people make their own lace and all kinds of crazy right I, I've heard one girl actually cobbled her own shoes before the girl um, that got first place this year did millinery. Like, she, like, made her own hat wow. for her Alice costume. And, it like, she made the the petticoat and the bloomers that went under the dress. She, like, hand-carved out yeah, the stencils for her dress. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it literally... Yeah, it was... Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You already she know. Is, she is She so... is so amazingly talented and she, she said she just like she's like oh I'm gonna put these details but I'm gonna go above and beyond that even and you're just like there's no way right yeah <laughs> how do you go extra with the extra with the extra so I always try to make sure that I am referencing other people not necessarily you know like like stealing ideas from yeah. them but really seeing other people that I look up to taking note of what sets their stuff apart from other people cosplaying the same character and trying to figure out how to incorporate that into my own costumes like I learned how to corset for the costume I'm currently wearing right now so I learned like how to insert boning channels and that kind of stuff like I did I did entirely hand stitched ankle puff thingies <laughs> just because I could yeah I'm like I need to get better at hand sewing anyway so I'm yeah. just gonna sit at my desk and just hand stitch these roughs because I need to get better at it and this is a good place to do it yeah so it, it's it's taking it's taking note of the finer details but also knowing the finer details have to be done well yes because I've seen people that have done thousands of hours of hand beading or custom embroidery all this other kind of stuff and their costumes just are not placing yeah. placing worthy because the the minutia of it is not clean yes and that's what I've that's the biggest thing I've taken away from competing is that cleanliness beats hours yes every time uh, yes 
Yeah, like, because there's always that rule, like, okay, how does it look from six inches compared to six feet? Right. I was like, six feet, it could look like the most a beautiful cosplay, so well made, even, you know, armor, props, whatever, you know, sewing, it could look amazing. But at six inches, when my nose is at that seam, right. like, how does it look then? If yeah. I'm sitting here flipping your seams and I'm looking at everything, the extra, you know, the extra stuff that most people aren't going to see from six feet away. Yeah. Yep. How does that look? The nuance of sewing straight lines. Yes. That kind of stuff. Top yeah. top stitching is a big one for me. I ended up buying a whole new sewing machine because my grandmother's Bernina that I usually work with can't top stitch to oh. save its life. So I bought like a super cheap singer just so I could top stitch. Hey, you gotta do like when you're in the you know competitive side of it. I was like, I've never competed. I've judged. Um. I was like, oh, I feel honored that you guys think I'm great enough to judge. Right. <laughs> I was like, I, I have a lot of different skills that I, I'm like, who else sits there and makes little tiny t-shirts for their dogs? And they're right. like, I'm like, look at this little tiny hem that I had to make or this little tiny hole for an arm sleeve. And I'm just like, I'm a maniac. <laughs> but you, you understand the nuances of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, and then, but yeah, no, there is. And it's kind of interesting, that whole conversation right now, just too, because like right now it's a really hot topic about people being sore losers. For um, sure, yeah. I ended up, um, I saw the whole thing divulge and I was seeing it more like kind of people in my own circles were starting to talk about it. And I'm like, okay, I usually don't say things about this, but I made a point of, of putting that on my story because at the end of the day, I want to be like a voice of counsel in the community and someone who like, you know, is, is someone who's going to be encouraging, but is also going to criticize when it's necessary. And yeah. this was something for me as someone who would consider themselves a competitor and someone who is a bit of a sore loser, how to appropriately be a sore loser, yeah. <laughs> because you can't just be like, that sounds like a panel that we should have done at, at uh, Sabo. How to appropriately <laughs> be a sore loser. That's it. That's like a good panel. <laughs> like Sunday after, the next day after masquerade. That, and then, that, like, followed up with a panel by the judges to, for people. Because, like, right. there's, been, there's been cons I've gone to where we had to go to a panel and it's for the contestants to come up and talk to all the judges at once and be like, hey, how can I approve? What, do, you know, what set the other person apart from yeah. me? Like, yeah, you know, like, where did I stack, you know, comparatively and stuff like that. And, you know, I wish more cons did it. Yeah. Um, Game X will send you a scorecard. Yeah, when which I, is just incredible. When I uh, judged at Oticon, um, they just because I was there as a guest and they didn't want to take up my entire day, they uh, they they had three other people doing the judging, you know, the actual scenes and everything like that, um, the craftsmanship like judging, and then they had me come in and do like backup and doing like the performance side right. and stuff like that, but. There's a lot of times even just sitting there and walking through the line, I saw a lot of the costumes, kind of got the idea. And then even in the room when we were debating about stuff, um, I asked them, I was like, okay, well, how was this? How was that? And I was getting the details from them. But we literally had a scorecard of like, and we had to circle like one through six, and they had it all like computer stuff, and like they would just scan the, cor the card. And, and then from there, they'd buy the numbers, would pick the winners. And yeah. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever because then yeah because then, Cause then it makes the judging process like so much easier as well because yeah. you've already done like a lot of your judging and it's it's more like less nuanced yeah no for sure i have um i'm currently working on um an adventurer's guide to cosplay 
is the name of the book. Um, and I have a whole section that's just dedicated to competitive cosplaying. And there's, I've got a whole subsection in that chapter that is exclusively just, here's an anecdotal story about a time that I lost and got my butt served to me and I got a very large serving of humble pie. And then another time where I lost and I was like, yeah, no, I completely understand that. And I recognized I was completely out of my wheelhouse. And then there was a third time that actually happened at Fan Fusion where they had um, announced the winners. I, I felt like I was closer to the top than I was to the bottom of my category. And so when they called up all of the winners, I was still... You know, I was still very excited for the people that won because yeah. it's still exciting to see your friends win. Yeah. It's, but it still, it's kind of still hurts it hurts. It really does. And so I think that there's a good way to be able to recognize this hurts, this sucks. Yeah. However, yeah, you can't you acknowledge can't, the feelings. Right. And acknowledge them in a way that you're self-aware enough that you're not going to behave like a toddler. Yeah. Which is, I think, a lot of what we've yeah. been seeing recently in yeah, the community. It's, it's the pointing is, the fingers of, like, instead of, like, I need to get better, it's, you know, it's, oh, it's because, you know, the they're, judges They're picking them. on me, yeah. or someone cheated, or the person that won is friends with the judges. Yeah. It's, it's none of that. I can tell you right now, judges it never judge their is. friends harder. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Because we know, we know what you know. Yeah, we know what you're capable of, and we're just like, sweetie, th this isn't on your level. W what happened? <laughs> I've had so many friends. I When I was at, um, oh my gosh, it wasn't Game On, Tucson Comic Con. I went to, and at Tucson Comic Con, I did the Riddler, but I did Riddler from Arkham Knight. So he's basically wearing a Hawaiian shirt and cargo pants. <laughs> and me having been spending all, I was only going for two days, and I wanted to have my Riddler costume, and then I was in the middle of working on my updated um, Alice Madness Returns dress. And the first time I made that, it's, it's one of my award-winning designs. I, I won it at a very small con, but gosh darn it, I still got a piece yeah. of paper that said I was the best. <laughs> um, so I was updating that one, and I updated the entire thing from scratch. So I'm putting in all of this effort into making another competition-worthy piece, and I'm like, okay, I still really want to do this Riddler piece. It was a extra large long sleeve neon green button up shirt from Goodwill a tank top covered in acrylic paint from Goodwill and my brother's Boy Scout of America cargo pants everything was covered in spray paint it was not tailored there I literally I didn't even have a wig I dyed my own hair to look like the character the only thing that was impressive about that costume which was mediocre at best was the cane that I made and everyone there was like, are you competing? Because everyone knows me as a competitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, are you going to compete in this? And I'm like, like, I didn't make any of it. Guys, I don't think you understand how below my usual standards this yeah. is. To the point where my boyfriend, who knows nothing about any of this stuff, was like, I think this is below your usual standard. I'm like, I know. <laughs> that was the point. <laughs> You're like, I just wanted a throw-together cosplay just to run around and be ridiculous and have fun in. I literally printed out Riddler cards that had a riddle on the side of it, and on the back side it said, go to my Instagram to find the answer. And oh, on no. my Instagram story, there was a very, very, very petty, passive-aggressive note, quote-unquote, from the Riddler, that basically said, I have outsmarted you again, dork knight. Here are your answers that you couldn't comprehend. 
people lose their minds. I had a girl come up to me and I gave her a card and I did my whole, I did like a whole like little like grandiose spiel. And her girlfriend literally had to drag her away from the conversation because she was freaking out so much. (laughs) Now I'm like, okay guys, thanks for stopping by. Please have a nice day. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's not always all about like, yeah, if you compete, it's not always all about competing and having Yeah, and you still want to have, you know, quality costumes. Sometimes you're just like, no, I just I'm just gonna go thrifting and just throw together a costume and I'm just gonna have fun and right. yeah, what? nothing serious. Jill Valentine, literally one of my favorite cosplays, one of the most comfortable cosplays I own, will never compete in it. It's it's straight up all from Goodwill. And it's just, again, it's a lot like my Riddler thing. It's just Goodwill clothing covered in acrylic paint. And that's what uh, Jared did for one of the um, Wild West down in Tucson. Uh-huh. We went down to cover it. And he goes, no, I'm not going to I'm not gonna dress up or anything like that. But then over the night, he changes his mind, <laughs> runs to Goodwill, just starts picking up things at Goodwill, and, and st- they're just like, this, I'm going to get this, I need some paint, I need some screws, I need some coggles, I need this. And he turned it into a steampunk uh, you know, costume like, overnight. You know, threw it yeah. together in his hotel room. That's the peak of cosplaying. Yeah. That, that's when you know you've like, you've made it to the top. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, I don't care, I'm just going to, like one year at WonderCon, uh, I think the day before, like I took my, my Roadhog, so I was like in full armor and all this cool stuff. And um, and then like the and then so like everyone was like oh, oh you know and I had the hook and the gun and everything you know and the next day I show up and I put Kiva in his link and then I just went in a chicken uh, uh, like a kiku yeah because okay. <laughs> I was like I was like no I'm just gonna be a cuckoo today and he's link didn't you do a photo gonna... shoot though in that Listen, one yeah. <laughs> Listen, I remember I did all of my work for this yesterday you yeah. should have been here yesterday to see the cool stuff. Today, today is just Today I'm tired. Today I'm just chasing my dog around and acting like a chicken. Right. <laughs> but that was funny because actually, wasn't that the year the Roadhog was there? It was no. at Sabo. Well, at Sabo, yes. And yeah, because Roadhog was there. He, we've we've had him on the show once. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I have my, cool. my, yeah, my Roadhog gun is signed and everything, and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty cool. That's always yeah. an exciting part is when you meet, like, celebrities, and it was really cool. I got to meet, oh, my gosh, I'm totally forgetting his name now. Chris Lang, I think, is his name. Um, but he was in the Game On, um, is that what it is? No, the High Score documentary on Netflix. And it's basically about, like, the up-and-coming, like, video game industry. Yeah. He's, he's the, boom, Tetris for Jeff guy. And I met him and I was like oh my gosh wait I I know you you're like you're I got so excited when I heard you were coming and he was like I know you and I'm like I'm sorry what (laughs) (laughs) did I just reach celebrity status what well there was another one I met Tara Strong and Tara Strong was like her Harley Quinn was kind of what got me into cosplaying in the first place like Harley was very classic getting into cosplaying. Harley was one of my first costumes, and so I got to meet Tara last year, and I was like, you're what got me into doing this. I'm a professional in this industry now. I just really, like, I don't really want anything. I just wanted to come here and say thank you, because without you, I don't know if I would be where I am today. 
and she like invited me to come on their podcast and she called me pretty and she like <laughs> nugged Greg Sipes sitting behind her and Greg Sipes who's just high all the time like took off his glasses to look at a picture of me as Harley and he's like cool <laughs> put his glasses back on and went back to signing autographs and she's literally just like the sweetest person ever but that was when I was like I called my mom crying afterwards I'm like Tara Strong said I was pretty <laughs> I don't edit that much. Really <laughs> that's it, that's in there. It's gonna be in there. I thought this was live. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. no. We'll edit. We're live. <laughs> Thanks yeah, a lot. No, Thank you. We don't have a big flashing light outside that just says "be quiet." Actually, I did think it's about bringing. I do yeah. have an on the air light. Yeah, but, I've seen that one. And I keep forget. I, I was gonna bring it, but I didn't bring it today. I'm probably tomorrow. bring it tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't sure. You know, the first days sometimes we come really light. We don't really do a whole heck of a lot, but Nicole and I got just going and going and going earlier. So. Hi. Hello. So we were just going and going. I did not think that anyone was going to recognize this character. Genuinely, I really did not. Um, so this character is, um, legally speaking, it's Eclipse from the Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach DLC Ruin which is a whole mouthful to introduce this character. Um, and on top of that whole thing, it's that character as if they were going to the Met. So it's supposed to be like very formal. Um, the Ladies Foundation does something called the Geek Gala. Yes. Their explanation of it is basically like the Met, but for nerds. So I was putting this together to go to that event and um, just figured I'd wear it to this because the movie's coming out tonight, obviously. Yep. So, um, but a lot of people have been recognizing it even without, like, the mask of the character and without me, like, doing, like, any kind of, like, facial stuff to yeah. really make it look like it. So it's just, like, that is so validating to me that people are, like, not only is this cool, but I know who this is. And that's been so validating because this is such a nuanced character that, I mean, even if you don't know it's Eclipse and you're saying, like, it's, like, one of the daycare attendants, because yeah. it's basically the two of them, like, fused together, it's still really exciting that people are like, I know what you're from. Yeah. That's, like, the most validating thing you can have as a cosplayer is just being like, I know what character you are, and it's cool. Yeah, and you geek out a little bit, and you're yeah. just like, oh, yes. You both have a little moment of just being like, we're nerds about the same thing. <laughs> kind of like along the lines with that one guy that came up earlier. It's like... Oh, yeah, I listen to you guys all the time. Really? <laughs> you do? Okay, okay, I'm going into shock now. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, wow. It's just funny. It gives you a little bit of confidence that what you're doing is not just ended. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've been doing this. I mean, I've been doing this for eight years. 
And, you know, people are saying, you know, what do you get out of it? I just think nothing. I don't get paid. I don't get paid. I mean, it's more, I, I just love doing it. I originally wasn't sure if it was going to be a fad. And it was just going to be, oh, I'll do it for a year or two or something like that. Doing eight years, I guess that's not going to be a fad. Yeah. So. No, we're well past fad status, yeah. for sure. Yeah. When I first started cosplaying, or when I first found out about cosplay, I should say, um, I told my dad, I was like, Dad, like, this is so cool. And like, I really, I really want to do this. I was a theater kid in high school. And so I was like super into costuming. And I'm really just like kind of a crafty person. And my dad was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And now here <laughs> I am, I mean, eight years later, because um, I probably found it in like 2016 or something like that. Um, other people can do the math on how old I am from that. Um, but it, it's so cool now because I'm, I'm still doing it. I'm doing it with, like, I think other people would agree with me when I say I'm doing it with excellence. And I'm, I'm doing it in such a way that, like, you know, I'm not, like, ruining my chances at, like, having a normal life outside of it. Yeah. while doing this which I think was something my dad's always been worried about he's like you need to be a good representative of the family and I'm like I think I've accomplished that in some way in a really weird way that he's not like he thinks that the whole like dressing up in public thing is weird which I get it kind of is yeah but also it depends on the he's, generation he's, yeah. com he's coming at it from like a you know in my day this wasn't something we did and I'm like well it's kind of something you do nowadays I mean not to this level but I mean some yeah. more people are dressing up like in something that makes them feel comfortable regardless of the social norm but my dad has a very unique way of showing love and support and he bought me a dolly for me to be able to load up stuff and oh that I kind of dolly you, i was actually thinking a little when i tell you <laughs> i cried i mean like i ugly cried in front of my dad Aww. because that meant like and he was like i really i want to be able to support you in this and encourage you in this and he got me a dolly so that i could wheel in you know like my tables and yeah. that kind of stuff for cons That's and i'm really like supportive. yeah yeah no i've met some cosplayers that their family like because they just see it as like oh this is just for fun like yeah. you know and like even though they've guested on tons of different cons and have, you know and make this their profession this is their career essentially they make money from it and some of them like some of their family members are just like oh no it's just a hobby it's just for fun like when are you gonna get a real job and there's yeah. like you realize the money that i bring in for some right. of these people and they're yeah. just like so yeah, having that family member is like validated. And yeah, like, and having and having it. a family member that's like kind of not. My dad's very supportive, so I will say that my parents have been very supportive because they're just like you know we we've, we've raised you well enough that we're gonna trust you. You're not doing anything stupid or illegal. Yeah. However, we wish it was something else. But they're still just like you know we trust you in this, which is great that they're just like you know. We want to be able to support you in this because this is something that you're clearly passionate about. Yeah. And now, like, I have finally a college dropout, and I'm working a you know entry level position right now, and I'm finally having the opportunity to get a job that I actually love doing costuming, oh, that's which awesome. is it's literally something I never I was thought ask would even if be. You were eventually gonna progress that way. That that's always been the progression. I've. Um, when going to college that was always something that was in the back burner but in in my own head and for no one else's input besides my own I was like you can't make a career out of this you can't do things creatively and make money off of it and you can't like you know it's like 
normal people like you don't get into theater. And so that was something that was kind of a hard hurdle for me to get over. And I was just like really like sitting there at my job that I'm not a big fan of right now. And I'm like, just pick one thing. Like what's the thing that gets you out of bed every morning that you get excited about? And I'm like, yeah. it's, it's specifically it's sewing. And I just, I literally, I just, I, there's such a joy that comes with being able to create this kind of stuff. Yeah. And for me to wear it, to see other people wear it, and it's just, it just makes me happy. Yeah. My boyfriend says I'm a sewing addict, which is not I just, you know, I an exaggeration. <laughs> I'd rather do all, like, the prop building and all that other stuff. I'm like, sewing? Ugh. <laughs> on, that, on that note, my living room has a two three hundred pound juki oh. sewing machine that sits in my living room right behind the couch that uh, we make uh, notebook covers okay yeah and, yeah and uh i'm sitting there going oh yeah well now we got this big huge sewing machine i mean this is a sewing machine that has its own transmission put a put no. wheels on it it will probably dry I mean, I'm sitting there going, it took two of us to walk this into a house. This is not a sewing machine. This is, a this industrial, is an industrial unit. <laughs> and we almost bought a serger that's the same way. Oh, and yeah, I just, I'm I don't sure. have enough room. I don't have enough house. Yeah, you're like, where do we put it? <laughs> yeah. We don't have enough room. We had to go back on the, on the serger and, and not to get it. But I'm like, ugh. I mean, when you're paying, when someone says, oh, a sewing machine, you know, you look at the sewing machine prices now, I'm going, we paid $400 for a commercial jukey and then I'm going to the sewing machine store or the, uh, the the fabric store and they've got these things that are this big that are the same price yeah oh yeah <laughs> I'm like no yep. it's really it's the level of technology in the sewing machines that well, yeah they do all the kinds prices. of weird things I mean yeah. Oh, yeah, all the different stitches oh, and all kinds of stuff weird kind of stuff now I mean things that I again like my first sewing machine was a Bernina there's no technology in that. Yeah, you're like, I, mean, I got a straight I could, stitch. It's listen, like listen. The tension setting on that is, like, it's set up by vibe. There's no other way to describe it. I mean, there is no, like, measurable way of how to figure out the proper tension for just cotton on cotton. Yeah, you're it's, just like, it's just, I get a it. couple stitches. Okay, that's not right. Right, exactly. I, I have got, like quilting level pieces yeah, that's what that we are do. just covered in <laughs> test strips and every single one of them has at least two stitches that are not right like significantly <laughs> not okay i'm like i just need you to sew properly please i barely I do want that it my grandmother bought you when you were my age however I got I got you fixed last year. You should work just fine. This one's I'm more worried about that if I ever got in front of it, it might just rip my arm off when I'm going to work on it. It's because gonna it's turn just, into a transformer. And it's just got so much power. <laughs> I'm like, just yeah. Stitch you right into a blanket. <laughs> I, I need that little handheld one that just goes. I almost bought one of those. I was debating between, because what ended up happening was is that I um, will go and visit with my boyfriend. The way my schedule works is I have like six days off in a row. So I'll do like house stuff at my house um, and then go out to his place. We'll do like date weekend and then I'll stay for an extra two days just to kind of help with 
cleaning and cooking that kind of stuff because he's, yeah. you know, he's working a big boy job and I want yeah. to take care of my big boy. So. <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm going to take gonna that. He's going to kill me for saying that. <laughs> we're like, don't listen to this. There was nothing happening at Ubicon. That was a little nothing weird. Nothing happened at <laughs> I want to take care of my mans. And um, I have just days where I'm like, I got the sewing itch and I have no sewing machine. And so I was like, okay, I could either spend a hundred dollars and get an actual sewing machine or I could spend $25 and get one of the stapler ones and after all of the grief my Brugina has given me I'm like I'm gonna drop a hundred dollars on a brand new sewing machine that I don't need technically <laughs> like, uh. he came home and he was like dinner looks great why is there a sewing machine on the kitchen table <laughs> don't worry about it it's yeah, it'll it'll be gone. It'll, it'll be gone in a few days. <laughs> it'll be gone in a few days. I don't. Have, I I have this huge, huge. It's like over a hundred years old antique um, drop leaf table that I can see half of it because it's covered with material. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I've got. I've actually got boxes and shelving sitting on it now to where I have things separated. And you know what the scary part is? She's the one that runs the sewing machine. I'm the one that can't get near fabric. I go down, to, I make the mistake of going down to Joanne's or Sass. I'm going to, you know, I just wanted to look. I spent 70 bucks. I just wanted to look. I spent another 150. I'm Especially like, when they're doing sales, and you're like, please no. Oh, man, the sales really get you because yeah. finally you're getting those fabrics for what they're actually priced at. Yeah. It's like, okay, so this is uh, $10 a yard. Great. Here's my 40% uh, off coupon on a regular priced item. Um, this is also <laughs> seasonal, so that means it's another 30% off. It's a doorbuster. Um, doorbuster, right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to oh, get yeah. those in. Um, and <laughs> here's another one because I spent over $75, and so you have to give me my $15 off. So now all of a sudden, everything that's overpriced is now priced like it is over at Walmart. Yeah. Doorbuster. Getting good fabrics. Yeah. Doorbuster. The only time that we actually buy interface. <laughs> it's 50% off. Ooh, okay, we're yeah. going. <laughs> we're going. Got to get some more I interface. Need to find a place that sells interfacing by the bulk. I use that. Actually, exactly. I've done I've done that. I've, I I actually No, they don't. It's like an hour away from my house too. So There's I actually two. have to like find people. They don't keep it. They don't, to, don't have it. Like go to SAS with and then we will both kind of like, you know, go fabric shopping together, but the two of us will end up looking for like drastically different things. And instead of us getting in a fight over what kind of jacquard to get for the specific character that only one of us knows anything about, um, we'll split around the first cutting counter and one of us will go left, one will go right, and then we'll regroup in like an hour. I always love the, I'm going down to the one, this one um, creator. The unfortunate problem, he only does large print. So everything is like, yeah, I want to put a. I, I want to put this skull on my notebook. My notebook's this big. The skull's this big. <laughs> Dude, can you do anything in small print? But it, get, it does such detailed work. I mean, you got dragons and you got skulls and you got motorbikes and you got all this kind of stuff going on. But the print's right. like this big. <laughs> I'm making bed sheets. 
Oh man, yeah, you want to talk about nice. great places to get fabric, Goodwill, and you go into the sheets section. Yeah, or the curtains. My entire costume is made out of sheets and curtains. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's like, all... like, if you're looking, especially like silks, or you're looking for ones that have interesting, like, designs. Designs on them, on them for stuff? sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bed sheets and, uh, Textured, Mine's better. yeah. You want Goodwill, Mine's for better. Sure. I used to work for Sunshine Acres. It's a, a charity that... Uh, pays for uh, a kind of boys girls home anyway we take donations in and people donate fabric all the time oh yeah we don't put fabric on the floor so the geek in the back yes me uh, <laughs> ends up buying all this fabric I almost drove her nuts. I was bringing garbage bags full of fabric home oh on almost goodness. every other day. And I turn out, there's gotta be something good. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So we're tearing through these things. And I'm, I mean, the last batch was kind of cool because it had some, you know, it had some Batman. It had some, you know, some good fabrics and stuff like that. And I'm going, I'll tell you what, I've never seen that Batman fabric. So if I've never seen it, We've got to put that on something. Yeah. It's a really good opportunity to be able to find really unique stuff that no one's ever going to see. Yeah. yeah. But I used to buy this stuff. And, and you know, my boss, if she's listening, do not. Um, I used to buy this, like, I would say pennies to the dollar. Mm -hmm. I was spending, like, $4 on a garbage bag full of wow. mixed fabrics. And I was just like... Yes, yeah, the one thing I'm going to miss. One of those things that I'm going to miss out of that job. <laughs> Yeah, that extra little perk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know some people that, um, not just from Arizona, but kind of a lot of other states surrounding California, will like plan out a bunch of cosplays in advance and then go to the LA Fashion District. Yes. And, and then buy everything they need for it, come back, because it's essentially like SAS, but on crack, because there's store it's upon store upon ridiculous. store, and they're cheap. That would be nice. And you can buy whole books and everything like that from them. Yeah. Because it's the fashion industry right there. Yeah. So. My yep. neighbor, they do the Renaissance Festival. And they do, they used to do, um, what was the other one? Remember one they used to do down at the, 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 not Pioneer Park. Anyway, it's a different group. Anyway, but it's all, it's all traditional clothing and stuff like that. So they got out of it. And he was cleaning out his garage and stuff. And, and I'm sitting there going, what are you doing? And he's just tossing these huge bolts of fabrics. I mean, we're talking not the folded bolts with they come on these yeah. little yards. We're talking, it's a five and a half foot cardboard Industrial thing. Industrial size. Yeah. And it, it's this thick. <laughs> it's huge amounts of fabric. And there was everything from laces, um, you know, heavier fabrics, lighter fabrics. And I'm like... Oh my God! You're <laughs> so, like just load them up. <laughs> he, he's, I'm looking at his pile. I'm standing over his pile that he created to get to, to have taken to the garbage, and I'm staring and standing there. And he goes, "You want some of that?" Says, yeah. <laughs> he yes, goes, please. What, what what don't you want to give away? He goes, "Oh, that's all garbage." <laughs> just started loading this stuff on my shoulder, flipping it over the wall. Flip, yes. Flipping it over the yes. wall. You're like, I don't, but I do need it. <laughs> oh, serious. I mean, there, there were some 
there were some heavy duty fabrics there and I'm sitting there going I'm throwing it out and I'm going oh this is so painful and he's like what do you mean this is, I didn't realize you had pins in these <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling pins out of my hands things you don't use and she and she she's like yeah i don't touch that stuff i'm like no way there you go nice some of it she hasn't she hasn't touched the rolls that she hasn't seen yet <laughs> my car my carport's got a bunch of it sitting down <laughs> you really need to stick. <laughs> we need to get her closer to a mic when she starts carrying on a conversation because we just, I just hear this little <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Anyhow, oh, love that Witcher. Cool. All right, it got quiet in here. I don't want to be the only person talking. <laughs> I was like, I think they're going to start. Here's somebody on a radio or some announcement kind of yeah. stuff. I think that it might be them having like some kind of a panel behind us at that oh, um, other radio stage. Uh, oh, okay. I didn't realize this thing was Yeah. I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> but you I didn't always, have time. Whenever you... I get to yeah. a con, I kind of like to just like walk a big loop just to kind of get an idea yeah. of where yeah, but, she, but there, she, there's a stage along that back wall. She had to fight with security first, so she didn't really have a whole lot of time. A whole lot when of she time to yeah. get established. Yeah. Sure. yeah. She had to go home, trade out dogs, come back. <laughs> it's already one of those soap opera type days. The what? <laughs> you had to trade out your dog. You had to come oh, back yeah. with a different one. <laughs> now when he walks by, though, he looks at me and he smiles. It's <laughs> yeah, a smile of apology. Yeah. Well, I I was gonna feel bad for him. I was, like, I was gonna be. You're a big macho man. I, I'm sitting there going, I don't really think he understands what's gonna happen if he pisses off. This. I mean, you have a lot of connections in the con world alone. I'm a podcaster. Well, it's, not, I it's not. It's not a con world thing. This just comes down to the actual law itself. Arizona I know. And yeah. Federal law, and that's where I was like, oh no. <laughs> I know this stuff like the back of my hand. It's like this is this isn't like a con thing. This is a legal thing. Yeah. No, but if you're gonna get burned, you're gonna. It's like going to a judge and tell him you're not, wrong, judge. Not That's only not the law. You're gonna get arrested, but you're gonna get banned from every con. Yeah. It's like you thought you had a security job. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no one's gonna want to touch you now. Yeah. She sits in a back corner that's poorly lit, and both of her corgis are just like maniacally running their hands together. <laughs> Actually, that was kind of the dance that she was doing after this conversation. She was just going. Ding, ding. She was. She's got this whole dance thing going on. I got it. We we actually recorded some of it during the first first the first podcast we did this morning, and she was just like, "I got to sing that little song, my." <laughs> what okay? What was that little song? Yet? I was right and you were wrong. I'm gonna sing that. I was right song. I was right and you were wrong. <laughs> and that's what she was doing. And I was dancing to her. 
I, I, I swear, if the guy would have been standing here while she's doing it, I would have gone, I need a camera, video camera, please. I need this on film. Just to watch just him bury his head well, in his it was, hands. It was enough. Oh, he handled it. He handled it well, but oh, it, yeah. it was it was still it was still well, hilarious. When he initially approached me, he puffed out his chest. He was a very macho man when he first approached me, and I was just like, oh, you're going to be my problem today. <laughs> she knew it, too. And, uh, and after we, you know, had our, our spat and everything like that, and I was just like, hmm, who's your manager? Who do I contact? And he told me where, and I was like, okay, cool, I will. 90% of the time, just call Jared. <laughs> what? I swear, if it would have been more embarrassing for him, he would be wandering by going, hey, do you yeah. need anything? <laughs> I mean, yeah. seriously, you, you got on the wrong just, foot. It was just a nice, you know, act like a macho man, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Never. Sorry, this woman is in the right. <laughs> and by the she's way, also very petty. by the way, if you if, if you don't there already it is. know, That's what I was waiting for. guys always think they're right, even when we're wrong. It doesn't matter. It's just the way we are. Yeah. And no one wants to talk about it after that either. This would be the fun part: is if we knew people of the security team. And we just turned around going and have him drop hints to him all weekend long. What was think, that incident? What was is. that incident you were talking to me about? Um, oh, yeah. Well, well, you got your ass handed to you. Long, I think he is head of security, so. Oh. <laughs> so I'm just like. Yes. Because yeah. he initially he's like he's like no he's like I, I pulled up the law he's like I printed out I'm educating my entire team and I'm like good he's like I like to be educated on these things and I'm like huh. Know, and I was like, I was like, well, that's why I was initially telling you when he was coming to apologize. I told him, I was like, that's why I was initially telling you. I'll pull up the law on my phone so you can see it. And you just cut me off and you didn't want to accept it. Yeah. So I was just like, oh no, you're gonna know. <laughs> you're gonna know exactly how wrong you are. You were proven wrong, and now you're trying to apologize, and it's yeah. not going so well. Like, no, thank but you for educating yourself. But I, at the same time, if you just want to listen instead of trying to right. mansplain to me. Route. <laughs> well, that one's. Oh, what is this? It's a consequence of my own actions. <laughs> my name is Karma today. <laughs> so, as soon as I, as soon as I, I hear that, the first thing I think about is the Britney Spears song. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> you played with my dog. <laughs> I put my foot in again. Yeah, he was uh, he was a lot calmer <laughs> during that part of the conversation. It was entertaining to watch. I have to give you that much. <laughs> I missed the initial part, but the the second you know the rerun was good too. Yeah. I'm very much all fun and games and rainbows and sunshine, and then but you want to challenge me on something that I know hardcore to my bones, like and especially something legal. Yeah. <laughs> and then you want to argue with me about the laws that I know too? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <"Please."> not good. <laughs> I will die on this hill gladly, <laughs> gladly. So, <laughs> kind of getting back to the con. <laughs> uh, what do they have you doing during the convention while you're weeping? You're going to be the, you're going to be guesting on or no, judging, right? Hosting. 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 Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> it was fun. 
hosting, hosting the, the, the costume contest. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. being the MC, telling people like, oh, this is the next person up. And yeah, this but is it's what basically it's basically just introducing them and just kind of being you know jovial and entertaining. Because yeah. I mean, it's besides Ryan, who's going to be the halftime show, I think. Um, it's just nice having like being able to be on stage and just being able to introduce other people. Um, and it's really exciting because you you know what it's like to be behind the wings, and so you know Scary. it's it's terrifying, but it's so exciting at the same time. Yeah, you're like you're nervous sighted, like you like you both you want to jump up and scream like yay me at the top of your lungs, and at the same time you want to curl into a teeny tiny ball and not talk to anybody. <laughs> And that's how I would host. I'd be that guy in the background that's hiding behind it. And the next contestant is. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's fun. I mean, I was, I was a theater kid. I'm um, the weird Sunday school lady. And so, I mean, like, I'm on stage all the time. So when uh, Jinx reached out to me and she was like, hey, do you want to do this? I'm like, oh, absolutely. 100%. This was my calling. This was my calling. I would love to have a microphone and be entertaining. She said, realizing what she's doing right now. <laughs> they gave me a microphone. They can never get I me have, to leave. I have the power. <laughs> and have, them, and that is the entertainment them. part of it. Is, is you just get to talk. That's the fun part about oh, it. Oh, for sure. You talk, yeah. you talk, you can talk all you want. You can say all you want. And we got the explicit. So you can swear if you want. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting there going, it's it's fantastic. Because there have been times that, that I've done podcasts that... I, you know, I, I know that we had this was the subject material we started with. I don't remember if we even covered that anymore. Right, <laughs> Just yeah. gone off that way. <laughs> and so much fun of it, too. Come on, people. We're always just like, shiny, shiny. Oh, <laughs> I shiny. feel like a lot Squirrel. of us have got at least a little bit of ADHD. <laughs> yeah. And well, yeah. Especially like so you see cost, some of the cosplays, too, and you're just like, oh, pretty cosplay, oh, pretty cosplay. Oh, you're pretty like cosplay. watching it in yeah. passing while you're trying to keep your thoughts together. Yeah. I think that's why I like this table so much. We're catching it all. Yes. <laughs> it's like, For all sure. right, got another big yeah, one. Great people watcher oh, place. I, I, I almost think that if we could have had this on film, like put a big screen on the back, and as people are walking, coming into it, like they're no clue that you're even there. You start on the mic going, and our next contestant starts, and, and just kind of throw the spotlight on them, and then they see themselves on the screen behind you, and you're like, it's <laughs> like, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna run. Most impromptu game of Price is Right, but it's only for cosplay stuff. And our next contestant will be justing the price of this prop. Uh, did I say like thirty dollars? Wrong. The price was twenty cents. It was used with materials she already had. <laughs> Remember the cosplay she played last week? It was used in this cosplay. Literally, <laughs> half of this costume is actually used in a different one. <laughs> I just got the perfect jacket um, from Goodwill, speaking of that, um, and it's like the perfect olive green uh, windbreaker, and it looks exactly like the one that Rose wears in the um, Resident Evil Village DLC. It's also the same jacket that's in the My Adventures with Superman that Lois Lane wears. Two characters I have been wanting to desperately cosplay because presently I already own the entire Lois Lane costume. So it's a blue button-down shirt with black skinny jeans and flats, and we have the same haircut right now. 
And so I'm like, I need this jacket and I need someone to be Superman because this is perfect. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's also a Rose cosplay. I can finally do another Resident Evil character. <laughs> I love when they work out that way. You're I like, love you know when what? they work out that way. I don't need to buy multiple jackets. <laughs> they need to create once. an app for Goodwill for that purpose. You know, you can just walk in, have a tablet in front of you going, Oh, uh, that will work on this. <laughs> yes, put that one aside. Cross-reference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Flip, flip, flip. Resident Evil. Yep, that'll work. All the oh, reference Joker. You yep, go that'll with. work. Right. <laughs> you can, I, I can just see this going there. Yep, yep. To keep myself from overspending, I'll only buy things for the project I am currently working on. Because there will be projects where I'll like go and it'll be like on my cosplay list, and I'm just like, ooh, yes, this character I've been wanting to cosplay for like three years, and it's just like, or <laughs> I could get this fabric I just found at Goodwill today and do a completely different character that just now popped into my head oh, no. that I have never considered cosplaying before in my life. <laughs> kind of how this one came about. I've, all, I've, I've been a fan of um, Five Nights at Freddy's for a while, and so that was definitely fun. Um, but I had the inner lining of this skirt. Um, whoops. Oh, that's pretty. Isn't it lovely? It's so perfect. It's a shower curtain. That's a shower well, it curtain? Really, it oh, really it is. is. It's a shower curtain. <laughs> so <laughs> I ha I've had it in my fabric stash forever. <coughs> Bless you. Oh, my goodness. Bless you again. Oh, excuse me. Evidently, she's allergic to shower curtains. I know. <laughs> but on a good note, she's waterproof if she goes out. <laughs> so, I've had it in my fabric stash for so long, and I had no idea what character to use for it, what I could make with it. I originally bought it thinking I would just make like a skirt or something out of it. Oh, okay, that'd be cute. I posted it on my story on Instagram and I was like, I really want to only use materials I already own. This is one I'd like to have be featured. Please comment ideas. And Banana Cake Cosplay texted me and said, daycare attendant. And I was like, Oh, the wheels in my brain, they are returning. <laughs> this is brilliant. And then it ended up working out perfectly that the movie's coming out today and I finished the cosplay last night. Yeah. yeah are you going with friends in cosplay? Yeah, so there's a group running around here okay. somewhere. Um, so it'll be that group, me, my boyfriend, and then a couple of our friends as well. So, I mean, we're literally taking up an entire row in this theater. <laughs> Yes, and you guys are all going in cosplay. Most of us are going in cosplay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not all of us are going in Five Nights at Freddy's cosplay, but most of the group is all going as FNAF characters. Don't ask me if I'm gonna wear this headpiece during the movie. I feel kind of obnoxious <laughs> already wearing it. But yeah, down, down in front, down in front. But the other problem is, um, I can't detach it. Oh, proper like it, it's. It's hot glued onto a structure inside the wig. Oh, so you'd have to take the whole wig off. So I'd have then... to take the whole wig off, which the outfit like really doesn't look complete with my normal hair right now. I've kind of got this weird 
not pixie cut, not mullets, and so it's like really, it looks kind of grown out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that growing out stage, yeah. The growing out stage for sure, yeah. And with the costume, it just, it doesn't hit right. So I either have to figure out a way to just take the entire thing off, which, come on, it spins. Why would I ever take this off? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the propeller hats, but you're just like, wee. Listen, I literally thought this would be the coolest part of the entire costume. I thought when people found out this spin, they'd just absolutely lose their mind. If, if you More actually... people have been shocked by the fact that the inside of this is lined than they have been the fact that my head spins. <laughs> You could put the uh, little uh, words on it, so you say your prize is, <laughs> and spin and see who wins. That sound, honestly, like yeah. it kind of gets snagged on things, and so it really does. Yeah, because... <laughs> That's hysterical. I feel like you get to live tonight. <laughs> do 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 do. do. <laughs> That would be kind of funny if you got Lights caught on. in the wind and actually, and actually spun like one of those wind catchers. Yeah. The back of it is actually a pinwheel. It was supposed to be able to spin on its own. Oh, really? Um, and it was supposed to be able to kind of like... Okay, it does move as you're moving your head as and I, independently yeah, moves. Yeah, independently moves. So that I was hoping that like it would be loose enough that it would move anytime I was walking. It would be in motion. Um, it's not quite how it ended up working out, but I mean, like, you can still grab the cardboard pieces of it and give it a good spin, and it'll, you know, definitely be like, oh my gosh, it moves. Yeah. So, it, it like, worked out the way that I wanted it to, which is honestly the best part of it. Yeah. Because I could not, for the life of me, when I first started it, make it look as elevated as I wanted it to look and also get it to move the way that I wanted it to move. And eventually I was just like, okay, I'm gonna cover the entire thing in gold wrapping paper because it was it's shiny enough and it's patterned enough. Yeah. And I'm just gonna stick a fidget spinner on it and pray. And it ended up working. But it's literally this entire thing is made out of wrapping paper, cardboard, and a fidget spinner and a whole lot of hot glue and prayer. It was like if you ever wanted to get like extra crazy, buy like those like little like uh, like mini fans or whatever. Take yes. out the motor in it, and that way then you can just have like a little button or something you can hit, and then it will spin. Yes. I was Ther like down the road. Thermal cosplay said I needed to get a fan. I had a lady at work say that I needed to get like an actual motor, like one of like the, just the fan motor, and yeah. then attach that to it. Well, so and I'm so like, you can normally get like those like little like, like hand fans. Girl, I don't think you know how heavy those things are in comparison <laughs> to a wig. Yeah. Because this is not fastened down at all. It's just like through like you know the power of God. Yeah. It's just being able to stay on my head. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like I don't think that a motor is really gonna continue to make this wig fit as snugly as it needs to. So yeah, I'd rather matter. so much like, weight. Unless you get extra like a small enough motor. Yeah. And even it doesn't even have to be like super powerful because like the weight of it's it would make it, it slow, is... slowing down. So, like, but if you get a small enough one, it would rotate it, sp like, exactly. slow enough. Yeah. But without maybe not being so big. Yeah, but then you can't crank on it and make it yeah. really 
That's true. And if you can't yeah, spin it, it's just not worth it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Or you can't have Cortex Studios come up behind you while you're in the middle of eating lunch and just start spinning it while you're trying to eat. Not to reference any specific situations or anything, just a hypothetical. I can actually see someone doing that if you're in, you're sitting on the back of a panel and you're all talking all serious and somebody starts coming up going, There's a random person who starts playing with it like a cat. Oh my god. Don't do that though, people. If it's your friend, go for it. Go if for it's a stranger, it. don't touch. Don't touch. Do not touch without permission. Yeah. Please. It's like the laser light on the floor. See how many people chase it. <laughs> Shiny. This has been wonderful. This has been so much fun. Oh, excuse me. I heard that one. Sorry. <laughs> You're like, oh. That was almost as big as the bang, the bang one. I, I took the bells out of it so it wouldn't be oh, so obnoxious, so but it's still, you know, there's, there's still giant metal balls on my wrists that are not well fastened down by anything, so yeah. sorry for your ears. <laughs> That's all right. I'm sure it'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> the hearing. I still hear the ringing. The bells in Notre Dame. I've been hearing bells all day. I just can't understand why. In the middle of the night, all you hear is just like the daycare song coming into your head, and you're like, the ringing. <laughs> Usually for me, it's Jeopardy songs. <laughs> oh. Or the Twilight Zone or something like that. <laughs> I'll usually try to listen to, like, um, it's like uh, fan films, actual content, or, like, music from whatever thing I'm working on. So it's, like, it's not only, like, the costume, but, like, the energy in it is... The, is still content yeah. from that. <laughs> I literally cannot wear this costume without hearing the daycare song because when I was doing the original design for this and then while I was sewing, I put on the 10 hour long looping daycare song. So in, <laughs> it's just all day, every day. It's just do 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 non-stop. Oh, I could, I would be like, no, we're done. <laughs> Two hours at no. I'm going, I'm becoming like Yeah. <laughs> well, like four hours in, I finally notice an hour passed. <laughs> yeah. Proj yeah. That's how it works. That's usually how that works. Yeah. That's when there you was get that one girl on TikTok, and she's like, employers have to compensate me for having time blindness. And I'm like, I also have time blindness. I also have an alarm on my phone that tells me four hours have passed since you last checked into reality. Oh, my God. That's kind of like when I first started gaming. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to go play the game real yeah. quick. And then it's like, shit, that was, tw that was 12 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was 12 hours ago. Sorry. You're like, I probably should have gone to bed a while ago. Like, I, oh, but it's like you start, you like click back, you black back into reality. It's like, why is my mouth dry? Yeah. And my back hurts. <laughs> Damn, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm so hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm hungry. I really have to go to the bathroom. Like, what is going on? <laughs> we had, like, uh, an hour? Like, what the hell? That's how you listen to a 10 hour loop of the same song. <laughs> I did, uh, I did. You don't notice a single second of it pass. 
when I first started gaming, I don't know how many times, it was a game called Dark Ages of Camelot that I used to play. And my wife used to get mad at me because I'd get home and I, from work and I'd sit down and I'd start playing it. And then it's like, yeah, I'm not addicted to the game when 10, 12 hours has gone by and I finally go and I gotta get off from this. It was worse for me because I actually played three characters at the same time while doing the wow. 10 to 12 hours. So I would actually have what I would call a farming group. So I would have my main tank doing the tanking. I would have a healer and then I would have a bard and boom, boom, boom. I would just do this for hours and hours and hours and hours. And I would just fill up my inventory on my characters and I'm like, what time did I start this? Right. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta go to bed. I gotta be up in three hours. <laughs> so yeah, it's, a, it's overwhelming. So yeah. we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up because I know you probably got some stuff to get back yeah, to. I need, and, I need boba. I noticed other people oh. have it, so that means it's finally ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, so hopefully on. we'll see you again soon. Yes, of course. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, Bullshit! What a wonderful world. Where are you going? You're going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.